Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Female Footballers Podcast. My name is Cassie Gray, and I am your host. This week, it's just me, and I'm here to talk to you about how athletes, and in particular, female athletes, um, can take constructive criticism so that they become more productive and it helps enhance their performance. Um, Why is this important? Well, first of all, females compared to males are much more likely, unfortunately, to negatively spiral after feedback is given, whether it's negative or positive. Um, Some women internalize even positive feedback where they then look at the opposite side of what was not said and spiral negatively. Um, Other women, you know, they might hear a positive with a negative and they only focus on the negative, whereas there's also many women that are able to take it and and use it to their advantage. Um, Typically, female athletes who are youth, whether they are tweens, teens, or collegiate athletes, oftentimes um, are not talked to about how to internalize and accept feedback. And we just wanted to take some time to talk to you about that today. So um, first of all, let's think about what typically happens. So number one, where do we get feedback from? As a player, you're going to hear feedback from parents, your own parents and other parents on the team, your coach and your teammates. That's three different places that you're hearing feedback from. Now in today's day and age, we can also add online to that, whether that is on social media or whatnot. Um, That's a lot of external feedback being thrown at you as a player, whether you're youth or an adult. Um, This type of feedback can be positive or negative, but you're hearing it from everywhere. And I think the most important thing to focus on there is, regardless if you like it or not, you are going to be fed information and thoughts from others, even if you don't ask for it. Um, If you are aspiring to play at the highest level, you need to know that there are many people out there who are going to have opinions about the way you play. And you're going to have to develop a thick skin in how you handle it. And um, so why not start young? That doesn't That's not to say that we're saying it's okay for others to give their thoughts and opinions about you. Um, In no way is it okay all the time when people have, you know, negative opinions about you and they just throw it in your face. I'm not not condoning that or saying that that's okay at all. But what I am saying is we can't control other people. That's not in our our wheelhouse. We just can't. Um, So it's, it's important that from a young age, we learn about what we can control and that is ourselves and our response in these situations. Um, The hardest is when you're a young player, uh, especially a youth player, um, you're not a grown adult yet. So oftentimes adults around you, whether they're parents or coaches, are going to feel that they know what's best for you, what matters most, and all those things. And at times they may, and at times they may not. And it's really hard to develop Uh, your voice when you have so many different opinions being thrown at you. Um, So one thing that we we do at Female Footballers and that we stress is self-awareness. Developmentally, our brain is not fully developed until age 25. We know this. However, children starting at the age of 10, 11, and 12, when our body starts to go through puberty, there's a lot 
of brain changes that occur. And these tweens or teens, whatever you want to call it, are able to start being um, a little bit more self-aware. And even at a younger age than 10, we're able to begin to train our brains. Um, if we can train every other muscle and part of our body to do what we want it to do, uh, and especially, you know, show the ball what we want to do with our body, then we can easily start to train our brain. It just has to do with consistent habits. Um, so one of the consistent habits today and what we're really talking about is just how can we create better habits around constructive criticism or criticism or feedback in general, whatever you want to call it. So you're going to hear it from parents. You're going to hear it from coaches. You're even going to hear it from your own teammates. And there's times where it's going to frustrate you because you didn't ask for it especially on the field when you make mistakes, um, that's when we hear feedback probably the most. Um, sometimes it's also what we are choosing to pay attention to, what we ourselves put emphasis on, all of that is in our control. And oftentimes girls more than boys are putting the emphasis on the negative side of the feedback that they receive. Players that get to the highest level are able to train their brains and their themselves so that they're self-aware of how they react in these situations and what they choose to focus on that they hear when they when feedback comes at them. So we're going to give you a couple tips today um, to start to train your brain. There's a lot involved in this topic. So we're not going to even, we're not going to get very deep in it. We're barely touching the surface of how we can internalize and help ourselves take feedback and make it uh, make use of it to where we're being productive and it enhances our performance. Um, so one thing we think is that's important is for you to become self-aware. We think it's really important that, first of all, knowing that somebody's opinion of what they're giving, any of the feedback they're giving you and someone's opinion of you, um, it's really important as a player to decipher what is being said that it's not necessarily a reflection of you rather than maybe something you're doing or ways that you're acting or things like that. And we want you to know that who you are is not what you do. Um, what you do can always be changed and it evolves and you can make it better. Um, who you are is is who you are. And it's a culmination of many things that make you who you are. So the first thing we need to be self-aware of is detaching our self-worth and our self-esteem with whatever is being said. Um, even if it's a direct assault on who you are, um, being able to kind of take a step back and see where is this coming from? Why is it coming at me? And, you know, if it is a hurtful thing to say and it is disrespectful, we call that deconstructive criticism. That's one of those things that um, I'm not giving feedback for today. Like, I'm not going to give you um, ways to deal with that. That would be more of a situational thing that you would, you would have to kind of talk to a grown-up about or something like that. But we're not going to go into that today. That might be a whole other podcast episode. Um, but deconstructive criticism or disrespectful feedback or mean things that are said, those are all things that, um, just like in school, you're taught to kind of walk away. Um, in my personal opinion, I'm not a fight back type of person. I'm a, when they go low, we go high. And, um, you know, you kill them with kindness and you just let it be. So um, instead, we're going to talk about more of the, when somebody's honestly trying to give you feedback, whether it's a coach, a teammate, or a parent, 
how to take it so that it's not taken the wrong way, so that you don't um, internalize it and you do a negative rumination or spiral out of control where you're super bothered or worried or upset or frustrated. And instead, we use what's said in a constructive way. So there are five steps that I'm going to go through that really help um, players kind of with the self-awareness that, that's needed as well as kind of like a this is the steps I can take to really help myself become uh, take what's being said to me and make it productive. So the first one um, is stop your first reaction. Now I know that kind of goes against everything that we feel um, you know we want to react and and some of us if you're like me you wear your feelings on your face and it's really hard to not show your feelings through your facial expression, through your body expression. Um, sometimes that can get me in trouble, and I'm sure there's many people listening who are like that. Um, others are really good at kind of doing this first step where they don't react and they just really um, kind of stone face, just try to take it all in. Um, if you're like me, or or even if you're somebody who's sort of straight-faced, the whole point of it is to stop to self-reflect, how am I taking this right now? And is my first reaction uh, sensitive? Is it angry? Is it frustrated? Is it um, not bothered? Like really listening to that first reaction to what's being said is really going to dictate what the next step should be. And a lot of the time, the that stopping your free first reaction, although it might not be easy, it really will help you be more productive. Um, one thing you can do if that's really hard for you, like me, is breathe through those moments. So when somebody is straight up talking to you face to face and you are um, getting that feedback directly, it's important to try to breathe through it. Take a few different deep breaths. You can do shape breathing like we teach female footballers. Um, any kind of breathing is going to kind of calm yourself a little bit, especially if you find that you become angry or defensive in what's being said. Um, for example, just to give you an example, let's say your coach it, the feedback that he or she is telling you is, you know, your left foot was poor this game. Now, if that's the feedback you got, they're not directly saying that you're a horrible person. They're not directly saying that you're bad at soccer. They're simply critiquing a part of the game that in that particular game needed to get better. So let's say you feel defensive about it. You would breathe through as they're talking to you, trying not to have crazy expression, defensiveness. Body language is really important in this, not, you know, shrugging your shoulders down and making yourself small, but really opening on broadening your shoulders a little bit to show that you're open to the feedback. Um, and making eye contact with your chat is also really important when we are kind of working on um, our first impression um, and making sure that we're aware of what our body and, and face are doing. The second step also goes along with this body language. It's listening to understand and not listening just to respond. So another example might be your parents in the car ride home. This is a very big time that, that players will get feedback, wanted or unwanted by a grown-up in their family or in their house or in their car. And a lot of the time girls are uh, hearing goods and bads. Oftentimes when you're with your family members or the people that you're closest to, you tend to have those bigger reactions easily because you're not always stopping yourself from it. Um, it's, a, it's a good way to role play, but we want you to listen to understand and not listen to react. So that's whole body listening, again, would be your body, your shoulders, back, your eye contact. But it's also that you're taking in what they're saying and you don't interrupt. Let them finish their thought. 
let them get it all out, really take it in and listen. Um, and when they're done, one way you can show the person you're talking to that you heard them is repeating back what you heard. Because this, a lot of the time, when you repeat back what you heard, a lot of the time you're giving your internalized kind of um, thought process, you're giving yourself language to describe that. And sometimes the words will not match what was actually said. And it gives the other person who's talking to you an inkling into how you did take that. Um, if you add certain words and spin it in a negative or a positive way, that lets the person know a little bit more of how you're taking it. And that's helpful because then they might know how to respond, whether you're getting defensive or you're maybe not getting what you're saying. Now, before we go on to number three, it's important to note that sometimes feedback comes from written, whether it's text or email from a coach, from a parent, from a teammate. This is also a time to stop the first reaction. A lot of the time we want to be we get a little trigger happy. We want to just respond right away in the heat of the moment, whether it's through text or email. We always recommend taking time um, in not just, and that's a way to be listening um, so that you really hear them. Because when we listen, a lot of the time we hear something come in and then we need to process it. And some people process quicker than others, but regardless, processing is a reflection of what just happened. And how you process in the moment is going to be different than how you process later. Um, so giving your time some time to think about what was said, um, if it's a written comment here or there, it's, it's really important. We don't want to be um, reactive. We really want to make sure we're listening to understand. So those are the first two. The third one is, as silly as it sounds, saying thank you. When we say thank you, we're expressing appreciation. Um, and that expression of appreciation does not mean that you agree with them. It simply shows that you acknowledge that they're giving you critique. And that's important from um, both a, for, as a teammate, as a, you know, a player with a parent, and as a player with your coach. And I would stress heavily on the player-coach relationship with this one. We hear many, many times from collegiate coaches, high-level elite coaches, that being cool as a player is a really, really important thing. And you can call it coachable or coachable, whatever you want to call it. But when you say thank you, you're putting your ego aside for a second. You're putting your feelings aside for a second. And you're just trying really hard to be mature about what you just heard and show that person that you can accept feedback about yourself, whether it's good or bad. And this could go on the other side of things. Sometimes girls have a hard time appreciating even the positive feedback they get. Instead of constructive criticism, maybe it's positive critique they're getting. A lot of the time girls struggle to just say thank you. They actually will say thank you, but no, I didn't think it quite enough. I know as a player and a youth, I was horrible at that. I would often not accept compliments. So same kind of thing, when, whenever you're given feedback, good or bad, positive or negative, it's important to say thank you to show that you appreciate the feedback, does not mean that you necessarily agree with it. Um, and again, that really can show a coach that you are coachable. And if you want to play at the highest levels, you have to be coachable. Players that have too much of an ego are not able to put ego aside, are not going to make it to the top level. Um, number four ask questions. This is one of the biggest things that I would say 13 and up girls do not do enough of. I would say 13 and up 
um, you guys get quiet. And I don't know why, and this is stereotypically, obviously not every girl, but um, we notice in all the clinics and camps that we run and sessions that we do with players, ages 10 to 12, girls are very talkative. They have no problem asking questions, they're not afraid to be embarrassed. Uh, if they, you know, they don't think there is a dumb question because it really isn't. And 13 and on, uh, we notice many girls get quiet about asking questions. And this is in all regards, but um, especially with feedback, um, they immediately, girls often will go into the negative ruminating spiral before they even ask for clarification. So what kind of questions can you ask? First of all, you need to ask as many questions so that you fully understand and it is very clear what is being said to you. Asking questions, clarifying, um, and getting clarity. Um, ask for examples. You know, if a coach says you're too slow, ask for an example where he or she can pinpoint a time or multiple times where they can give um, tangible evidence of you being slow. Um, or same thing with, you know, you're you're not performing well in the midfield. Give me examples of, of a time where I was not performing or give me examples of what you would have liked to see in a situation where you didn't see me performing well in that position. Um, any of those types of, of questions only help to give you clarity as a player. Now, same thing goes, that that's with player relationships. Same thing goes with teammates. Oftentimes, girls... We, you know, we hear about the mean girl culture that's coming up in our next podcast, but a lot of the time we hear uh, a lot about relational aggression, which is sort of power struggles amongst teammates where um, social status is promoted. We'll get into more of that, but a lot of the time um, things are, criticism is said in those relationship power struggles, and a lot of the time it has nothing to do with your actual performance. It's just uh, a relationship issue you might have with another teammate. So really ask detailed questions to really get to the bottom of like, why is this player telling me this feedback? Um, did I ask for it? Did it help me? Or does, does this feel good to hear? And if it doesn't, you know, ask, why are you telling me this? Um, and then I think it's important that that's a great moment too, where you can stand up and say, I don't really respond well to this type of feedback. Is there another way you can put it? Or it'll help you become more self-aware of how you accept criticism. So that was number uh, number four. And our last one is huge, where requests to follow up and discuss this. A lot of the time, these criticisms come at us, and it's a tiny little thing. And we ruminate it and we make it a lot bigger with our response than it actually is. Um, if, if you follow up to discuss, you get to put it in the ground and bury it once and for all when it's over. So, for example, let's say, um, you know, you get criticism that um, you keep, you know, I don't know, you keep sending the ball up to the forwards from the back line and not playing wide through the back as your coach asked. Um, when you follow up, it's to get enough more clarity again um, to discuss, you know, after a little bit of time, has this gotten better? Have you seen improvement? Again, can you give me examples of improvement? So number four and number five, asking questions and following up to discuss it later, those kind of go hand in hand. It should be an ongoing conversation until you feel 
that that criticism is sort of done and over with and buried and finished in a way. And sometimes uh, this is, you know, one thing that is not part of our, our five kind of ways to respond more productively to constructive criticism is often where we we want to um, have it be done and sometimes it's not going to be done. It's, it may be the area that you need to work on the most and that's not just going to happen and get fixed overnight. And so when you follow up to discuss, it's keeping the conversation going, but it, it gives you the chance to control the conversation a little bit more so that it doesn't become what you deem as a weakness in your game and more so an area of focus and the ability to get feedback later that helps you make you feel like it is becoming a strength because you're putting an extra effort on it. Um, hopefully that makes a little bit of sense, but following up to discuss is number five. Now, all of this is, these are five steps to practice. Now, we recommend role-playing all the time with the younger players, but I also think that teenage players at home, if this situation happens to practice, let's say with a teammate or a coach, use your grown-up, say, this really bothered me, um, and grown-ups, if you're listening, if you're a parent listening to this, these are steps you can help your daughter with at home. Again, if they come home and they get in the car after soccer practice and they're all frustrated with something coach said to them, I want you to help them and say, okay, stop. What was your first reaction in that moment? Was it, were you frustrated immediately? Did you get down on yourself immediately? What did your body look like when you did that? Really asking the questions to make the daughter understand how she initially took that feedback. Um, making sure that she heard everything that was said and ask her if she repeated it back. Um, a lot of the time, players hear the first thing out of the mouth, and oftentimes the compliment is lacked and they didn't even hear it because they just start spiraling and ruminating. So coaches, if you're listening to this, try to put your positives first. So players always hear that first because a lot of the girls that need to hear those compliments, you put them at the end, they might be the ones that aren't listening by then. Um, so again, as a parent, you can really help um, by role playing. So not only asking questions, but then saying, okay, if, if we could do this over, if you could have that moment at practice over again, what would it look like? I'm going to pretend like I'm the coach. I say this. How could you have handled this better? And always reminding your daughter that the response is in her control. How somebody else views us is not. There are going to be people that like us and don't like us, and we're not here to please everybody but it's more about how we respond to what is said about us or to us that we really do have control over and empowering her to know that that is in her control. Um, so again, stopping with your first reaction and really trying to pay attention to what your body is doing, how you feel about what your, is being said to you, to listening to understand, not just respond, make sure you don't interrupt, repeat back what you hear, make sure you say thank you. Did you appreciate the feedback, regardless if you like it or not? You're not agreeing with it by saying thank you. You're showing you're coachable and teachable. Four, make sure you ask questions to fully understand and get clarity that's needed. Um, you can also make sure you ask for those examples. If, if you're a parent or a teammate sees patterns within you know, your behavior or your play, absolutely ask for solutions that they might have to fix it. And then number five, making sure you follow up. And that follow up really includes those solutions as well. You know, if they came to you and they always have critiques, can you say, well, what do you think I should do to make this better? Girls, make sure you ask your grown-ups 
um, that question a lot because a lot of parents are first to say what you did wrong or right, but they don't always give um, kind of the ability a solution for their criticism. And that, and a lot of the time that will speak to their knowledge of the game. And if they can't really come up with a solution for you, then maybe the opinion that they're giving you isn't as important as the opinion of the coach or the teammates that you play with. So we really hope that this helped. This is just a short episode to, to kind of give you those five steps. Um, just remember that every situation is going to be different. All feedback is going to be different, but feedback's gonna come regardless if you want it or not in soccer. You're gonna have feedback at every level. And most of the time that feedback is gonna get more intense and more, you know, sometimes negative or critical, I should say, as you get older, because a lot of coaches, players, and parents, um, they assume that you can handle it as you get older even more. So you need to be able to prepare yourself for that and understand that um, there are gonna be some things that are said about you that are um, constructive and there's going to be some things that are said to you that are deconstructive and it's really important that you become self-aware and being able to notice what is um, constructive and how to make sure that you're being productive with your response to it so that you can really enhance your performance on and off the field. Um, so we hope that you enjoyed this episode. We're here to help. If you liked what you heard, we really encourage you to reach out to us. Um, we are always taking clients of any kind, whether that's individuals. We do individual Zooms with players. Um, we have mentors ready and available, willing to work with you. Um, we work with teams and full clubs. We can do Zoom or in-person if you're in the San Jose or Bay Area of California. But um, Zooms are just as uh, wonderful, in my opinion. We can get a lot of different mentors on at once. Um, with a lot of representation from different levels, whether it's collegiate, professional, and it can really add value to your club or team when it comes to your team culture, the overall self-esteem of individual players and your whole group. Um, and then we also do partnerships with both clubs, long-term options. Um, so we really hope that you reach out to us. You can email us, you can DM us. Um, we do a lot of customized things. So uh, if you don't see something on the website or social platforms and you really want to know if you can do it we are all ears and open thinking outside of the box we really really appreciate you listening today we hope that you share this podcast with whomever you find can find value in it and um, thank you so much for taking the time to listen and we hope you join us next week thanks so much